Uh, anyway, I can't even remember what you were originally asking. I can't remember it. <laughs> I think it was how did you start playing guitar? <laughs> Is the Bad Before the Bad Before podcast, and welcome to episode 11. Mickey Pierce and Jevon, Brad Pitt and Seven, Winnie Cooper and Kevin, 11. Yeah, that's right, I just done a shout out to Winnie Cooper and Kevin Arnold, possibly the greatest love story of all time. And also, I have no idea why I've started doing freestyle raps based on what number episode it is, and to be honest with you, I'm not looking forward to next week because what? Rhymes of 12. You better tune in next week to find out, eh? Well, anyway, welcome to another episode. It's great to have you all back. And let's talk about this week's guest. Now, our guest is a nightclub and venue owner by day. And by night, she's the front woman in one of the coolest bands on the scene right now, Cruel Hearts Club. And she's had one hell of an interesting life, that's for sure. During this episode, we hear about skipping school to play with Slash and Ozzy Osbourne, auditioning for horrible fat slobby perverts, secret girl bands that we're not allowed to talk about apparently, and how her father invented the instrument that even Nintendo wanted to use in one of their iconic computer games. Kind of. That's enough of my rubbish. Let's get straight in, shall we? It's time for episode 11 of the Band Before the Band Before podcast with our guest, the one and only from Cruel Hearts Club, Edie Langley. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. You happy? Yeah. All right. Hello. Hi. How are you getting on? Good. Good. Do you need a top up of the wine or anything? No, no, I'm good for now. This is just what I needed. Okay, perfect. (laughs) You ready to get going? Yeah. All right. So, tell us, tell us from the very beginning, where did it all start? Where are you from? Oh, God. Where are you born? <laughs> What's my life story? <laughs> uh, so, I was, I was born in Buxton, Derbyshire, um, and uh, I'm the youngest of eight children. Of so, eight? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, big family. Um, I was actually the only one born in Buxton. My parents moved to Australia, like, in their 20s. Sorry, from Australia. They moved from Australia. Uh, they're both Australian. And they moved to Norfolk, and they um, and they uh, lived on a commune there. No way. And had their first baby and then adopted some twins there. Yeah. And then all the others came, and then I was the last one. So. Wow. <laughs> and um, is it musical family? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Pretty much all of us, not everyone, but most of us. My dad, his job was making musical instruments. Oh, no way, really? They're called ocarinas. They're like a kind of circular recorder. Okay. Say. It's like, um, it's the one that's in, it was, it actually became famous because in Zelda the game, there's an ocarina playing. Oh, no way. So my dad, yeah, made those and sold them at craft shows and, and we, we were in like an ocarina group and we'd travel around playing ocarinas. no way yeah and i'd sell them at craft shows i used to make my dad a lot of money selling ocarinas really yeah because he was he, number he, one hustler yeah oh I yeah was, i was a hustler i was cute <laughs> i was young like i'm talking like 10 and my dad used to go for naps in the car for like hours and and i'd just there like play morning is broken and little bird like really loud on an, on an ocarina and everyone would just like like crowd around going, oh, I'd be like, give me your money, in. bitch. <laughs> You've enticed them in with your beautiful playing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So really, really musical family then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, my mum was always musical too, but, you know, she was the kind of anchor of the family and and kind of raised us. And so kind of, uh, yeah, you know, she was obviously with eight kids, full-time mama. Yeah. And, and then kind of each one of us played a classical instrument so and usually so it started with violin then it went to cello then violin then cello and i ended up with cello yeah right so to make like a like a string no it wasn't it wasn't deliberate a family band it wasn't deliberate a family orchestra they, it was kind of yeah although that never happened much to my father's dismay but uh no we kind of were given a choice of what to play right and i wanted to play double bass and my 
mum said no. So, (laughs) which I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad because I'm so small. I wouldn't. I struggled (laughs) to carry my cello on the school bus, and that was so embarrassing for me. So, double bass would have just made life a lot worse. That's amazing. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, we were all in quartets and stuff, but I uh, two, three of my sisters have been to like uh, two were at the Royal Academy. Like that's wow. what they study, so they're incredible. Uh, my other sister uh, did uh, whatever you do when you go to uni. I never went to uni, so I don't know. You know the core, <laughs> I didn't the study that. thing. Yeah. You know, when you study. <laughs> um, but I, I was never into it as much as them, and I, I, uh, I was a bit more of a blagger when it came to my shallow. So <laughs> I play by ear. Some, some call it. <laughs> um, oh wow. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, musical family, yeah. Yeah, and so the ocarina, that's, your dad invented that. Mm, that's a or tricky made one. His well, own, I right. was, I thought my dad had invented it. So it was came from South America, right? And my dad said that he kind of saw it in a dream, and kind of started. He, he's made his own version. Uh, he made a, a really beautiful, beautiful kind of ceramic version. And then, in fact, then he started He started making these plastic ones that he used to get done in the factory eventually. Oh, actually, I think we, my brothers used to, like, drill the holes in them. And uh, and they were then, like, sold to schools instead of recorders because they don't squeak as much. So <laughs> at one point, there was, uh, I think Dad said, though, at one point he was doing well making his ocarinas. That's um, amazing. It was. It is amazing. I love. I love to think that like my dad worked like hard, like yeah, long hours in in his studio. But um, but now like things, anything to do with crafts, like craft shows, used to make a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, now, I mean, you you wouldn't make any money doing a craft show now. No. And not with things like ocarinas. I mean, they don't. Right. Yeah. No one's buying an ocarina yeah. anymore. So iPads these days. Oh, sorry, sorry. So when did you go from ocarina oh, to cello to guitar? Oh, that was, that. actually, guitar was quite late, actually, for me. My big thing was singing. Like, when I was younger, I used to, like, just, the, my passion, I just was always meant to sing in my head, that that was my thing. So at school, I just didn't bother with anything, because I was like, I'm going to be a singer, so yeah. why do I need to? Um, and then, oh, yeah, so later on, it wasn't until... Um, like I was twenty that I started playing guitar. Oh really? Yeah. So before then, yeah, I used to literally just kind of, kind of join bands just to sing, and yeah. then it was only my latest two bands that I played guitar in. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, were you singing like classical? So uh, no, not off. classical. No, not classical. No, I was like basically, when I was like from the age of like ten to thirteen, I wanted to be a pop singer. Right. That was my yeah. thing. My brothers used to produce music for me yeah and they used to like do dance music in their bedroom and stuff like that but then my brother <clears throat> my brother started making in fact my brother got a job acting on coronation street and so he was making money and he was like then he like put me in the studio and amazing and him and my other brother kind of tried to kind of push me towards being a, a pop singer star yeah. uh but which obviously failed um <laughs> In fact, I was I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking about the time that I had to go and meet a really big manager in London, and I was like thirteen, and I was absolutely oh, wow. terrified. And I remember they had the demo tape, and I was singing True Colours, and oh, what's that song? That Backseat Lover song in excess. I can't remember, but anyway. And then, and so anyway, my dad had to take me, and my my dad's character. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember going in, and and the the manager basically told me. And I was, yeah, I was about 13. He basically said that I don't sparkle when I walk into a room. <laughs> and I remember, a you know, piece just... of shit. <laughs> yeah. Who says that? Yeah. I bet uh, he don't fucking sparkle when he walks no, into a room either. No. But he's a foul, remember... dirty shit. <laughs> he, he was a big, fat, dirty <laughs> shit. <laughs> just... Who says that to kids? No, I know. I just awful. remember, yeah, he kind of asked him. I remember going, What's, what do you think is so special about you? And I was like... I just don't know, and the, and the thing is, I really I was not made to be a pop singer anyway. So it's totally, it's all meant to be, and it's. But at the time, yeah, that was a that was a hard pill to swallow. Because wow. I remember in my head, I must have built it up. I was like, well, this is it. Yeah, this is the dream. Uh, and then for the next few years, I used to my thing was I used to go to working men's clubs and do singing competitions. And like first place, you'd win like a plate of meat. Yeah. Um, 
But then that's, again, that's it's so funny that the same thing happened. I used to go and do these things and they'd be like, and they'd have like a panel of judges and they'd be like, great voice, but no stage presence. I remember them saying that a lot. <laughs> no stage presence. Judges well. were saying it's a working yeah. man's club. Yeah, one said that yeah. I wasn't dressed sexy enough and I remember I think I was Whoa. 14. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, he was like just, uh, and then, yeah. And yeah, I didn't have yeah stage presence. What else? Because like you really had to like if you wanted to win these competitions, you had to be like, "Hey guys!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that made me feel and sick. And people. No, it was worse than that. It yeah. Was worse than that. And then even even when I moved to London, my 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 first thing was because I wanted to just find a band to be in, and I was like on Gumtree, looking at all the and just any bands basically, and I saw there was an audition for a girl band. This is just so embarrassing. I can't. I can't. You don't have to say if you don't want no, to. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's not. I mean, it's 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 fine because I I just basically my thing was I just liked auditioning for things yeah. and getting things and and the manager turned out to be Ben from A A One. Do you remember that that boy band? Yes, I do remember them. Yeah, and that was again. Yeah, that was a traumatic experience for me. I got in the girl band. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was the, what was the name of the girl band? <laughs> Don't want to know. No, <laughs> I, I do. I'm not actually doing. No, because then if anyone does actually Google like the pictures of me are so grim, I can't. Oh my god, it's like, no. 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 Right. I'll okay. tell you later a secret. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. That didn't last long. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, anyway, I can't even remember what you originally asked me now. So. I can't remember either. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I think it was how did you start playing guitar? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So that's. I mean, from so from a really young age, you're you're performing and yeah, that's all I ever know, wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So was it all just sort of like like talent contests and so and auditions and stuff like that at the beginning? Or oh, I mean, yeah, that was like, like shows or anything. Like yeah, that, like I mean, theater? God, that was yeah, super super early on. Like that was just me like trying to find anything to do with music. When I moved to London, I hated it so much. The only draw I got was like looking for ways to sing. In fact, I remember I was like so broke. I moved to London with like forty quid, and the only way to make the money for my first month's rent was to find, like, cash-in-hand jobs. So I'd find all my uh, my jobs on Gumtree. And, like, I'd find, like, where there was karaoke competitions. Like, oh, really? But, like, ones where you'd win cash. You're a proper hustler, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was a hustler. This is like a fucking... <laughs> I really was. This is like a, an American, like, movie story. Like. Yeah. And I did, though. Like, I remember, like, I'd go by myself and I couldn't afford the booze, so I'd, like, I'd get some, like, sparkling water so it looked like gin and tonic and I'd <laughs> wait for my turn and and then but then like you'd get through a round and then you'd have to go back and like like for the finals but anyway I oh, did right, so it weren't like that night no it was like, it was a, like, knock- it was right, a bit like shit. it was like one of those kind of yeah like a you knockout know, thing yeah, it was yeah. Very, but um but yeah I'd sometimes I'd win like my month's rent like fucking sweet <laughs> Yeah. Where, where, what bars were they doing that in? Like rough pubs. Yeah, right. Like that's what I'm talking. So, because I was used to doing those working men's clubs. So yeah, yeah. I knew that like so where to were, look like, for. you were accustomed was... to it. You were oh, ready. Yeah. yeah, I was ready. Yeah. I was born ready, baby. <laughs> You'd already had fat, <laughs> fat, shitty men telling you you weren't dressed sexy enough when you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> and I never won that play of me. Never. Can you recall a moment where you sort of had a I want to do music moment? Yeah, I mean, I think when I was really young, I used to listen to ABBA a lot. Yeah. ABBA was like my go-to music. And it still it still is now. Yeah. Like, it, it just brings me with joy and the songs are just so insanely amazing and I just you can't beat them as pop songs no absolutely so I think that was kind of when I started started to know that I loved songs and music and then as for I mean yeah like I said I knew I wanted to do music and there was nothing else I've ever ever wanted to do and I knew that I was never going to do anything else like I'm only just now starting to find other interests (laughs) <laughs> like there was nothing like, I couldn't like even when the, yeah there was just nothing and I was awful at all the jobs I did like normal jobs so it was just never gonna it's never gonna work for me mm. um, and then as for like when you know 
I remember seeing Brodie Dahl. Like she's my icon, really. Yeah. There's not many people that would make make me starstruck, but Brodie Dahl is just there's something about her that's just it's pure like rock and roll from like and there's nothing. What's the word? You know, like fake about yeah, her. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. I'm really sensitive to. There's oh, what's the word? Something that's not yeah, that's not true to itself. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's and, amazing. Yeah, and so she, she's the reason I wanted to play electric guitar. Mm. And I, uh, yeah, I still, I've only just started playing acoustic actually. Even there's just something, <clears throat> just about the electric guitar that just, I just love so much. And acoustic guitars sometimes make me cringe. It just reminds me of people playing at me. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like people playing at me. What was the what was the first guitar you got? Uh actually I bought this um <clears throat> I had a friend called Anto. I have a friend called Anto and uh uh she's Italian and she played this tiny baby Martin uh on stage and I remember speaking to her and she was selling it and, and I was I asked my boyfriend if he could buy it for me and he did. <laughs> And so that's what I learned guitar on because I've got tiny hands, yeah, and, yeah. and so that was the best guitar to learn on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my Fender Jazzmaster. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's what I've played ever since. I've not yeah. played another guitar. I can't yeah. now. Like I've tried other guitars, but you just can't beat. No, they're beautiful. They can make. I'm such a shit guitarist. And they <laughs> make me sound half decent. Yeah, I'm not they're the best so thing. nice to play. Yeah, yeah. You, can you recall like a, a riff in particular that made you was like I've got to learn how to play I've got to learn how to play that one? No, you know what? No, the the thing is, I, I like I said, I never really wanted to be a guitar. I the only reason I started was because I kind of almost I almost fell into it. I didn't really want to play guitar. Yeah. I still don't. I don't know why I fucking play it. I only play it because I like writing songs on it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so um, I didn't used to like I hear music kind of well I guess everyone hears it differently but I there's certain things that I kind of hear like I I don't necessarily listen to lyrics that much but I hear how it's orchestrated and and I hear the layers of the vocals and I hear certain sounds yeah and I never the and the things that I don't often hear are guitar lines and and lyrics the two right. <laughs> you know two two meager things um <laughs> Uh, but I do now. I do. Yeah. I hear now. I hear lines all the time. And in fact, I, I'm always singing guitar riffs into my voice notes on my phone. Literally, literally, do 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 do. Yeah, or as yeah. I'm driving or something like that, and I'll go back to them, and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, so I do now. But no, that was never the guitar. Was yeah, it kind of a happy accident. And yeah. now I love it. Like especially yeah, especially electric. Even when I'm writing now, I like to write on electric because everything on acoustic to me I, it just stresses me out I'm like it makes me feel a bit sick when I sing to acoustic yeah it just reminds me of singing around a fire I just it's a, I can't <laughs> stresses me out can you remember any early lyrics or anything or songs uh, that you wrote I mean I literally the only thing I can remember about I, actually I did have a I think I, when I was about seven or eight, I used to have friends around because we had a lot of musical instruments and we had a music room yeah. just filled with things Dad would bring back from craft shows. He'd do swaps with people. Um, anyway, but I just remembered having a Casio keyboard and I'd press the demo and my friends would come around and <laughs> they'd just watch me basically kind of like walk up and down. I just All I remember is that I repeatedly say, I was walking down the street. That was like kind of... It always that's started. A cla- that's a classic... <laughs> That's a classic starting the right songs opening line. That's up there with "You don't understand me." Yeah. That's a good one. I'll use it. That's one of mine. No, you can have it. Thank you. Uh, but other than that, um, no, I do not remember. No, <laughs> as much as you'd like to know. And then, like moving into your teens and that, did yeah. you did you form any bands then? Um, no, that was well, no. Not really. That was kind of when I was doing all my auditions and yeah, kind of uh, yeah. I just spent my time yeah singing at that point. So no, there wasn't any. There wasn't really any bands then, apart from yeah, me, kind of yeah, doing solo stuff. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I was literally just called Edie on the CD, just Edie. 
Yeah. In fact, I think we even changed it so it was just the letters E D, I think. It works. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh and then when I moved to London when I was like eighteen, uh the first thing I did was um I start a band with my sisters. Yeah. Which was like a three part harmony group called the Langley Sisters. Yeah. It's me and my two sisters. And uh I think I was having such a shit time in London that um Gita, my sister, started writing songs kind of so I could sing and have an outlet for music. Yeah. And that is like that that was a happy time in my life being in the Langley Sisters. Yeah, it was it was a good time. We sung with some amazing people. Yeah. Uh and it and that was an easier time. I remember when I used to sing with the Langley Sisters, it was um I never used to get nervous. And the gigs were just super fun and easy. I think because I was just singing, like now, I still get nervous every gig. Really? And I'm, the only thing I can correlate it to is playing guitar as well. And I don't know why. It's, it's just, but now, I never, I just never used to get nervous at all. Never stage fright. And now I like almost want to vomit when I, before I play. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's just that you give a shit though? Maybe, 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 yeah. Maybe I just I, when I was yeah younger and I was yeah. just I was just doing it for fun. Whereas now it's like this is my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can't fuck this up. Do you remember writing lyrics and stuff for the first time, like properly sitting down and being like, right? to put pen to paper here yeah i did i did a lot like kind of in my late teens um but i remember at that point it was it was a struggle because for me like i said i i love writing music and i can hear it all in my head like i could write music and songs and arrangements but the lyrics were always a tricky point for me and and if i did write them I'd hate them after a second and I'd literally rip them up. And then it wasn't until, um, it wasn't really until about five years ago I started not despising my lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah. Was you uncomfortable with them? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. bad. I remember, oh, I just, I had the worst, like, writer's block for about six years. Oh, really? Yeah, after I had, I think it was after I had my baby, my first baby, I just kind of, just couldn't do it and now i'm like of course you couldn't you're fucking exhausted (laughs) but at the time i was just like this is awful because i've just remember being like i you know this is my time this is my uh you're in your early 20s uh if you don't do it now you'll never do it so Mm. i was uh i was kind of in a bit of a tricky situation but now yeah i look back and just feel sorry for the fact that i thought that you were able to have a baby and and do everything at the same time, which is just not possible. Well, it might be, but not for me. Oh, no, I think that's like, <laughs> it's good that you're still like a- actively being creative yeah. rather than just sort of like forgetting who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's exactly. It's good. It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And I tried and I, I I kept it up and I was thinking, I was thinking about it today, actually. My sister Gita, who I'm in a band with, it was those years, so after I had my baby, when I was struggling if it wasn't for her like forcing me to go right with her yeah like she kicked my ass like if thinking back I remember at the time just being won't you leave me alone just lie in my bed (laughs) (laughs) but I also knew that that why she was doing it and and how it was helping me because if it wasn't for that Mm. for her pushing me I just think I would have given up so I I do I feel very grateful for that so I because I do and I need an ass kicking sometimes. What were your early gigs like? The best one I ever did was miming cello to Ozzy Osbourne. Really? That was probably one of the best days of my life, I remember. Um, that was like the Royal Variety Show. You were miming to yeah. with Ozzy on stage? Yeah, and I was only 16. I'm assuming the miming thing is just that they need so an they, actual cello player. Yeah, yeah. so they do it, hire they musicians. up and stuff. They don't mic it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because my sister was hires like she's like an amazing cellist oh, my right. sister amy and she 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 has a quartet called dirty pretty strings uh so yeah no that was like i was 16 and amy needed an extra cellist and it was like the best day of my life I, I like left awesome. school or college or whatever i was and i remember sneaking out and i like, had to i don't know what 
In fact, yeah, no, in fact, I was at college because I came back and my teacher threw a chair at me because I'd missed school. Threw a chair at you? Yeah, because he was, he was, he was an angry man. <laughs> he, he said, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us because you went and played before Ozzy Osbourne? I was oh, like... Oh, someone's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. I forgot. Did you? That's why he threw a chair. I remember Joy, like walking out and being like, I don't need you. And he's like, you think you're better than us? Um... But yeah, that was that was the best. On oh, fact, because I met Slash. No, I was six. What the fuck? No, was this? Slash was. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. This is very cathartic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was sixteen, and I just remember. Yeah. So we is were this playing the same with, show. Yeah. Yeah. And he was playing guitar for Ozzy Osbourne. For Ozzy. At the oh, Royal Variety hell. Show. And I just remember literally Slash came over and he was like, "Hey, girls," and we were just like, "Hey." <laughs> I remember 16, I was still like, I think I'm in love with him. Was he Was he cool? <laughs> he was so cool. Yeah. He was so sexy. I can't even... Was, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was pretty uh, iconic. Let's oh, just that's fucking massively iconic. Yeah. yeah what, what song did you do? Oh, it was um, <clears throat> the one that he did uh, with Kelly Osbourne, the oh, duet. Changes. Changes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is a good song as well. Yes, yeah, an amazing song. Did Kelly do it on stage with him as well? I can't remember, but I assume it'd be weird if he did it yeah, by himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess so, yeah. Man, that's great. Did you do any other shows like that? Probably. Oh my god. Like oh. Oh, I tell you, I tell you what <laughs> this isn't cool. <laughs> okay. Here we go. No, well I went on tour <laughs> with I played cello for Ryland. Yeah, no, wait, I've just The X Factor guy. X Factor guy. Yeah. Yeah, I went on tour, which was actually so much fun because he did like loads of like Queen songs and stuff like really, oh, really? dramatic. Um, but yeah, that was a weird one. Um, but who else did I play? No, yeah, Michael Bublé. You don't. I played yeah. mimed for Michael Bublé. I was. Uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, all my. I mean, my sisters have played with literally everyone. Oh really? Yeah, like they they've got a very cool roll call let's just say that they've That's done like Beyonce Kano like oh, they really? play with like they they do it all yeah and yeah. um and now my sister Amy who writes arrangements for like you know or Joy Crook's new album and like loads of amazing stuff but, fucking yeah. hell that's great yeah yeah fucking she's great. Very, I mean my sister's a fucking talent what were your early gigs like for like the Langley sisters they were amazing you know yeah. what they were such good gigs because I mean, uh, I was super young then, and it, so it was, it was more kind of the crowd of my older sisters, which is a very West London crowd. Right. And, and, and we had, there were so many of us in the band, so there was me, Gita, Rosie, Gita's husband, and then we had a pianist, we had a saxophonist, we had drums, oh, we wow. had, we, there was about, I'd say, nine of us on stage Sounds often. great. And it was, it was just like it really was good I can't even explain it like the, the, it was just a, an insane atmosphere they were quite a, it was quite a crowd like that that West London crowd yeah um, uh, and then um, yeah I loved all that and then in fact oh and then we, yeah we did a few amazing things with the Langley Sisters that's when we sung with Lou Reed and, and you sung with Lou Reed we sung with we, we did a sea shanty gig and so we were asked to go on this gig with quite a few other bands um, and then, and so then we kind of just all sung with each other. It was one of those, what's it called? You know, like gala, kind of a gala thing. Right, okay. And Shane McGowan, we sung with Shane McGowan and Lou Reed. I remember, in fact, that's when my, my boyfriend saw me uh, sing with Lou Reed before we were together. And I remember that. I think that, oh, was, really? that was a good selling point for me because <coughs> Lou Reed is, is one of his heroes. Right. I remember, <laughs> I was like... Cool points. Yeah, it was yeah. a cool point. Um. Uh, so yeah, no, we did some great things with Langley Sisters. I think we just, I just kind of outgrew it at one point, and just, and, and that's when I kind of started getting into grunge music. And, yeah. Um, and then from there, that's when we, uh, me and Gita started our band before Cruel Hearts Club, which was called Lock. Don't ask me why we were called Lock. The worst name that could ever be <laughs> made because you, we were ungoogleable. Ungoogleable. Well, you t- t- Google Lock. Yeah, like, even right. band like you will get How is it you will, lock. L O C K. Yeah, you will get pictures of locks and that is it. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried, I've tried. Yeah, and I still—it's so funny that I was—I still Google 
uh, lock neon light lock because I uh, my neon sign for our band lock got stolen outside my house and I'm still convinced. No way. I'm still convinced I'm going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but oh, still. I hope you do. <laughs> Me too. But I swear that still, uh, but still just pictures of locks come up. So Yeah. And was um so where did that name come from then? I don't know. Just, I no? think it was literally. I don't even think. I think it was just an outlet for us to kind of uh, start a new band. I don't think we ever thought it was gonna, you know, kind of do anything. Uh, and it was a lot more kind of electro, a kind of electro rock then. Um, um, we actually got a little um on our first single. We got a little record deal with um an independent brighton label i can't even remember the name um uh, and then we put our single out on cassettes oh no way <laughs> awesome it was really cute that was nice um and then yeah i think off the second single i remember them saying oh we've we've got two more girl kind of sim- t- girl groups that are too similar to you now so i remember it's like they need their little rotor i mean uh they needed to tick off that they had two two girl groups and three was too much. So. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh yeah, so that was yeah, lock for a while actually. It was it, it was it was nice and then I think when I started to write a bit more and me and Gita just yeah, we started writing together and this kind of sound evolved. We started playing a lot more live. So when we started lock, we had a lot more on track. And yeah, that's really. when I basically just started learning guitar, so I probably yeah. like strummed one chord every like four bars <laughs> i mean i still think it was great and it, it was but like i knew that it wasn't me it was it was definitely on the way to being me and it felt really good to be in a band yeah and it felt good to play guitar like i said it was terrifying the gigs were terrifying i can't even explain because it was like my first gigs playing electric guitar um and something would happen at every gig at the beginning like one a string would like come off the fret yeah or a sting string would snap and i'd have to play with like five strings and <laughs> it was just one of those like and i'd just freeze i just hate i just like lost all my like kind of because i used to be i swear i used to be like really confident like on the verge of cocky yeah and then now like, i'm just like, i can't even speak i'm like i don't know what happened yeah I like know. you said maybe i just care more yeah i mean, i think it comes with like i was dangerously overconfident yeah uh, as a kid like before like i don't know i done a school assembly where i played and sung lithium <laughs> And I had only just started learning to play guitar and I just sung it in the bedroom and thought it sounded right. I'd never done the two together, ever. And I was just bold as brass. was just like, I volunteered to do an assembly. That sounds And horrific. I fucking couldn't sing and play at the same time. Turns out I can't sing at all. It was obviously... Just sounded good to me with this along to the CD. Yeah, of course. And I had to, I had to walk out of the assembly. It was an absolute. I tried about four times. I was just like, "What am I doing?" How old were you? <laughs> that's about. It's secondary school, so I'd oh, say no. I was about fourteen. Oh no, that's bad. I thought you were going to say primary school. Well, because I was such um, because I was just always kind of like joked around and messed around yeah. a lot. Anyway, my mates thought I'd done it just to make them laugh. <laughs> oh great! And I was like, "Nah, I was trying to be a serious artiste." <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but so I don't good. know what fucking possessed me to ever do, do Confidence. That. But yeah, it was just so overconfident. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, but I mean, that's the best. Wouldn't you dream to have that confidence back? Yeah, I think it's the want to perform as well, yeah. like, especially in the early days. Where yeah. you're like, like, in my school, only a couple of people paid uh, instruments yeah. and that. And I was just like gagging. Yeah. I was like, I know. Willing to just play and do anything anywhere (laughs) yeah exactly exactly do you remember what the early gigs were like for lock oh for lock yeah they're i mean they're like i said they were they were okay they don't bring me with joy to think of them um it wasn't yeah it was the it was when we when we started cruel hearts club that's kind of when i started to really enjoy gigs i remember like playing our new songs and being like oh my god i felt like i could breathe i was like now I've kind of done what I set out to do, which yeah. is kind of form a band that's truly what I, that's really true. Like I said yeah. before, I can't stand anything that's kind of anyone acting a certain way or pretending to be a persona. Like, I, I it cringes me the fuck out. Like yeah. I, so with this band, I'm totally myself. Yeah. Um, 
and that makes me happy. So if nothing, I just remember thinking after the first gig where like we played our new songs, I was like, even if that's all I ever do, I can now like, like yeah. die in peace. So I didn't, I, I've like, <laughs> I've just, I've kind of like, I've done what I was meant to do. So the birth of like uh, Cruel Hearts Club, would you yeah. say is like a real shedding skin moment yeah. where oh, like, God, yeah. you've like, got good at what you do you know yeah. how you want to be yeah. heard you know how you want to be seen mm-hmm. this is this is it this yeah. is what we got now definitely let's do it yeah yeah it was. yeah because yeah, like a lot of bands um like early bands and stuff it's all just it's all just such a learning curve and yeah of course do you know what i mean you just like you make your stupid decisions yeah exactly yeah. and not even stupid decisions you know all the, i mean i fucking i love the fact that i've been in some awful weird bands yeah, like, yeah i really do i'm just like i think back so like i can't believe i did it i can't believe i a i have had the confidence to do it and b it's so, it's so good to just have those stories on your list i'm like i love the fact that that's happened in fact it wasn't until i'd forgotten i've got one of those memories i swear i just forget everything that's happened in my life <laughs> it was only because in the taxi here it was so long I was like what what bands was I in and then I was like oh my god and I like, remembered everything it literally yeah. like flashbacks came and it like it felt like another life it was, it was it was actually quite trippy can you remember any other band names that ones that we haven't been talking about you can I can <laughs> no, tell by your face I don't think so <laughs> no I don't think so oh no 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 when I moved to, oh no I do oh, I can't remember what it was I re- do remember that I was I I was in a band when I first moved no I wasn't in a band I kind of uh, there was this woman she was like this beautiful tall skinny model and her husband was the producer and I remember like they were looking for a kind of oh, backing vocalist slash kind of like side singer like right and I do remember like auditioning like round at the house and it was just all very weird and, and they, they wanted me to join the band and I did. And I, I, do, I remember doing a music video and, I, and they dressed me up in some weird pink 80s shirt. I can't remember the band though because if I found that music video, I, would, I remember that was so embarrassing. My best friend used to bring it up when we'd have parties <laughs> and like literally just laugh at me and I'd be like laughing with them but I'd actually be crying because it was genuinely embarrassing. Yeah. But I'd be going, oh my God, I know, it's awful. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Um, but I actually can't remember the name to that. But I just remember that she... Uh, I've, I've just remember her husband secretly told me because she, she really wasn't the best singer. Right. But uh, but she was really, like, quirky and, and, and she was... Yeah, she was cool. But I remember her husband once just said, I really don't think you should be a backing singer. <laughs> you, you, you're better than that. You should. And I was like... Oh, oh really? <laughs> he was trying to... Oh, bless him. No, not bless him. If that was my husband... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he was looking out for you. <laughs> he was looking out for me, but he should, yeah. should be looking out for his wife. Fashion. Uh-huh. What sort of big influences fashion-wise early stages can yeah. you remember any massive f- faux pas like like fashion by music pas. yeah oh god i'm trying to especially think. in like the emo days oh i mean oh right yeah did you have a the oh. side sweep oh god yeah <laughs> i remember only dating boys if you couldn't see their eyes like i just oh, remember really? just <laughs> Is that that yeah. sounds like the uh, that's number one rule of emo. <laughs> it really was, and I wasn't quite emo enough for like the scene, like the the boys that I fancy. I remember just being them, being like, "You're just not emo enough." <laughs> I just, and I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> it was quite, yeah, because yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have the ex- the kind of extreme extreme uh, right side, but yeah, no, I'd have like. Like now I'm blonde, and at the time I had like black black hair with then like red extensions. Yeah. Um, and then I'd wear key like keys as necklaces. I remember. Oh no, why did I start wearing keys as necklaces? I think that was like Lady Sovereign, weirdly. Oh really? I just remember being like that. Cool. Lady Sovereign. Do you remember Lady Sovereign? Yeah, I do. It'd been all me. She was quite cool, actually. She was she? quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> she was. <laughs> um, and then um, <clears throat> and then I'd wear like belts with like led 
like flash so you yeah. could type in <laughs> you'd be like hey <laughs> is that what you type hey guys. in no hey. but yeah uh oh i'd wear white skinny jeans white vest black braces oh wow this is all taking me back <laughs> yeah. can you remember a point in your life where you realized you were a musician like i mean and like like a proper one oh, do you know what i mean no no <laughs> um I used to definitely I always used to and I and I am now but yeah I don't know that's a tricky one I definitely don't have the confidence to say oh no I do say I'm a musician on all my sheets like if I get form I put I'm a musician yeah I could put I'm a fucking mum because you know but I do put musician and I am a musician I know my heart of hearts I'm I'm, that is my damn right you are that's my job and it's my calling but yeah, it's not. Um, I think the thing nowadays is because it's harder to make money off being a musician. Right. It makes you feel a little less uh, that it's not. It's less of a real job. So I do. I do corporate gigs, mm-hmm. uh, like singing, and um, we've got a few groups. In fact, we still do Langley Sisters corporate oh, gigs, but we do more like nineteen forties. Oh, amazing! So I still. What I, sort of like sort of like. Uh, <laughs> What, like on. quartets or oh, oh no like andrew's gonna... sisters like wartime oh, right right oh okay like uh oh wow like Burmy and mr shannon and boogie woogie bugle boy yeah yeah <laughs> but i love you know i loved in those gigs i loved in those gigs and we get to wear beautiful dresses yeah and, and we'll do you know yeah corporate gigs that's where the money is basically yeah i mean we don't get enough oh, absolutely of them, but... yeah and then we've actually started a new group right now we're called roma and um, we um Geetum. so it, and it's the same it's Langley Sisters but we're called Roma yeah <laughs> and we do more kind of like modern music but in kind of country uh country more pop style all oh, right um, and so that's kind of uh, I play uh, me and Gita play um I oh, know in fact all of us take turns playing acoustic guitar and then either Gita or Ray will play violin mm-hmm. um and and again like it's it's not like my calling but I, I this just just the fact that I'm able to get paid for playing music yeah. makes me feel like a bit more complete. Yeah. So it does that it's, it's times like those that I actually feel more of a musician. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. You equate work with money. Yeah. And that's just in our nature. Yeah. And so when you're in a band that doesn't make much money. No. Like it's hard to if that's your only thing. Yeah feel like a true musician which sucks but it's just yeah it's just how we are brought up with relation to money a lot of people have the same answer as like i don't really don't really feel like i am it's weird isn't well, it what defines it yeah what what does define it yeah i think no one that's what was really interested what you said everyone else has just kind of said i don't really feel like i am yeah. and i really felt like you kind of hit hit on something there because like when you're a kid and you first started playing probably wouldn't have realized you were a musician you were just like learning an instrument yeah and then you do have this situation where it's kind of like because i think i think when you start playing an instrument to the point where you want to be in bands and that and you're serious about it yeah changes absolutely fucking everything like the way you think the way you dress yeah do you know what I mean? What you want to do, a goal. You've got a goal all of a sudden. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. No, totally. I think um, I think that when you're at school or college or uni and you see that you, you're meant to leave and do a job. Yeah. Whereas if you leave and you you just feel like a bit like a bum being a musician because yeah. it's not seen as being a job. Yeah. And the ratio of people doing well in music is so low. Yeah. That it makes, that it's kind of seen as a kind of joke career unless yeah. unless you do well and everyone's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, great career, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Always knew you would. Yes, always knew you would. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Did you? Um, so, yeah, I think 100%. Did you feel like it gave you a purpose? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've I felt I felt definitely more complete. What was the first time that you realised that you were doing it? Was it on stage? Was it in a studio? Have you ever had a moment where you're like, I'm fucking doing it? Um, sometimes I think when we supported Iggy Pop, yeah, that was like. 
that was a moment, even though it's probably one of my it's probably one of my worst gigs. What is that? Just so everything that could go wrong went wrong. Oh fucking! I hell. think um, like my guitar pedals weren't working, so I basically just had the worst sound guitar I've ever. It sounded literally like someone was just going. Wah, wah. <laughs> And it was so upsetting. And then I was wearing like a Chinese dress and it broke and my my boob came out. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, like at the time it was so traumatic and afterwards everyone's like, if there was ever to happen at a gig, an Iggy Pop gig. An Iggy Pop gig. It's the one because then yeah. I had my boyfriend, my best friend like get, finding bulldog clips and like clipping me in and then it would break Aww. again. And I remember just being like, but it just made me play angrier and I always play better angrier. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I just felt pissed off by yeah. that. <laughs> that's cool. Where did it's you like, play with Viggy Bob? It was in Budapest, like maybe about, oh, well, it feels like a year ago, but obviously because of COVID, it's probably more like three years ago. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we supported in there. Um, and in the same year, that's when we uh, supported Sting as well, which was a bizarre experience as well. Oh, really? In a good way? or? Yeah, yeah. It was like, just like, fucking, how weird is that? Supporting yeah. Sting. You know, and it's like, like, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it was just so, it was so weird. And like, uh, I don't, you know, it was, it was in this giant, it was in the south of France, I can't even remember where. But he, uh, he seemed to really like us and like, especially because my drummer oh, was pregnant cool. at the time and he was just like, it's going to be a girl. And she was like, no. To, oh, no, he said it was going to be a boy. And she went, no, no, I found out it's a girl. And he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> was he trying to be all yeah, that mystical? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> then, and then I just remember after the gig, he said, uh, he said, like, is there anything I, you know, like, do you want to support us again? I went, yeah. And he went, which one? I went, every gig you got, I'll support you. <laughs> and then, and, I, and then, like, I remember, like, getting beer fit the next day because I was really gobby. I was being like, you right. should fucking... Yeah, we'll support you at every fucking gig. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then just like walking away. And oh, then really? actually we got a call and now we're supporting them at the Palladium. Oh, amazing. For like seven days in a row. Oh, really? It was meant to be like a year ago or something but because of COVID it's been moved to like, so right. in about two months we're going to be doing play, like, like how, like, I don't see how we're a good fit at all, but I'm taking he it. He must do. He, well, he does or yeah, whatever, but. I, but I kind of like that. I love. I I don't mind playing for like crowds. Yeah. Like I, my biggest thing is that I like winning crowds over that weren't meant Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. I like yeah. that's kind of my buzz. Like I love coming on stage and I can tell everyone's pissed off. I'm there. Yeah. And they're like, we want the main band. And then I'm like, you what? And then I'm just like, I fight for it. Yeah. It's kind I of think like that's survival. fucking great. I think that what what makes you a good front person because yeah. like like back in the day. You do gigs. We never used to take any of our mates because yeah. we never had none. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We were all, we all, no, we were always like, especially when we started taking it seriously. Yeah. It's like, why would why would we take all of our yeah. mates and play to all of your mates? No, no. You're like, you don't stand a chance. It's like having uh, parents that just tell you you're great at I everything. Know. I know. Do you know what I mean? You have to go out there in front of a bunch of people that don't give a fuck. Don't want you And that. make them give a fuck. Yeah. That's so important. Totally. Cause, and once you and if you do, then you fucking imagine what you're gonna be like when you've got a gig full of people that do give a fuck. Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. No, ex uh, totally. We used to have all our friends at all our old like Langley sisters gigs and it was more fun. Because mm. they were like a party, each one was like a party, but now I'm like now I treat it more like work and I'm like, well, why would you come to my work? <laughs> like, like, I don't need you there now. I'm playing the Palladium. Like, come to, I'm playing the Palladium. Yeah, don't come to those gigs. Come to the gigs when I actually need you. <laughs> when I'm not selling enough tickets and they're like fucking, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I will, I will call upon my friends if I need them. But yeah, but you're right. There's something about the the power of being able to like win over a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Which which is definitely um which is definitely great and especially like like when we supported Glass Vegas and I, I just didn't think it was going to be a a kind of I I thought it was a, it was an okay mix but um it turned out we've like I've got loads of amazing new followers and fans from oh, that's great. from that tour. Yeah, I think you'd go I would have thought you'd have gone down really yeah, well. Yeah, but they they they're quite a subdued the really nice crowd. Yeah. Quite like a Subdued, is that a really bad word to use, subdued? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm pretending I know what it means. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm going to use it really out of context later. Subdued. <laughs> subdued means like... This dinner's very subdued. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
<laughs> oh my god, that would be the best thing ever. Uh, this dinner is very. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, so they're, yeah, subdued and uh, <laughs> sub- subdued, subdued. Um, <laughs> um, but actually, yeah, that was it. Was uh, it was good because. It was kind of like the older, older men crowd that we are, we either get young, young girls mm. or older men. That seems to be our uh, criteria of fans right now, mm-hmm. but, which is which is great. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, quite a nice wide demographic. Yeah, really. totally. Yeah. yeah. Are you coming with us? Right, I've got a few questions left for you. Okay. They're kind of not really related now. Okay. But they're always the ones that I finish on. Yeah. One of which people tell me to leave out, but I'm going to ask it just in case. Right, the first one is, if you were a boxer, a UFC <laughs> fighter, or a wrestler, yeah. what would your entrance theme oh, be? Oh, okay. What would your entrance music uh, be? I'd be... Oh, God. Oh, that's so hard. It... The two songs that first, just the ones that instantly came to mind. One of them is Drain the Blood by The Distillers. Nice. Or the other one is so opposite, which is Yes Sir, I Can Boogie by Baccarat. You know? Uh, yes, oh, I do. Yes, <laughs> but that, they, are my, they are my two kind of, uh, yeah. They're great answers. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, A I lot agree. of people tend to go for the more... Rage Less violent. No, no, yeah. they're more to go like, someone said Scarborough Fair the other day. Oh. They were like, yeah, I want to play mind games. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah. that was just, I just pictured me. I, in fact, I was playing Street Fighter just before I came. Oh, was you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my seven-year-old Street trashes me. Like, yeah. he's insane at it. Like, so he just play, gets. I don't even like playing it. I get cramp after one game. <laughs> my thumb, I have to stretch out my thumbs afterwards. <laughs> After one game of Street Fighter. Yes, because I play like a manic, like, I just like, just manically thrash my thumbs around, whereas he knows every move. Like, in fact, he learned lots of his moves off um, one of the managers at the Albion Rooms. It's like a Street oh, Fighter really? champion. And he used to oh, be on really? that, what's that game, sh- uh, What what's that show? Uh, Games Master. Games Master. In yeah. fact, he was on Games Master. Yeah. No way, really. But, uh, so he taught my seven-year-old son, um, like the proper moves for Street Fighter because they've got an old school 80s Street Fighter machine at the album oh really in the oh, in the amazing. studio just for the bands basically. yeah yeah which is oh, another that's bit. another reason why I got my ass down there <laughs> yeah alright this is the this is the question that never sometimes goes down well and sometimes goes down really bad oh okay <laughs> I don't want it no you don't have to answer I'm joking it. what song would you have played at your funeral <gasps> oh <laughs> Okay, you have to give me a second. Oh, that's so hard. There's too many like depressing ones I could think of. But then maybe, like, okay, my gut feeling would be Dancing Queen Abba. Oh, that's a great shout. Because all my depressing ones, I was like, no, like my first instinct was like, oh, all the Elliot Smith songs are good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the reason why I ask it is because it doesn't have to. People no. always pick a depressing one. And no, like, I'd want a fucking part. Yeah, I'd want, I'd want, a part I'd want to make everyone laugh. Mine would be Superman by Black Lace. Oh, yeah. And, just, and one I'd want, my dying wish would be that everyone had to get up and do, do the, the Superman. Do the Superman, oh, basically. Oh, God. And people would be like laughing and crying. Like, yeah, exactly. It's your ride. That is like probably like one of my earliest <laughs> memories dancing to that at the school disco. Oh, such a tune. I love it. Like, it's such a fucking tune. <laughs> All right, tell us a, a band or artist that you love that no one would expect you to be into. Oh, that's that's trickier than the last one. Oh, uh, like maybe like Nas, yeah. Nas X, like that's just like I guess not something you'd think. But I love like his his songs. Oh, and yeah. also like I love all the old like Jay Z stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's probably like when I was like kind of maybe about 13 and I go to like nightclubs with my sister in fact I'd you use my sister nightclubs at 13 
13, 14, 13, 15, <laughs> because I used my sister's passport. My oh, sister's right. Australian passport, who's 10 years older than me. Right. So I could be, like, if I was 13, 14, I'd be 24 on my, on my ID, and it wasn't like a fake ID. Yeah. It was a passport, and I looked like my sister. So I was able to go, like, to a lot of, like, I went to a lot of clubs very Really? Early. But, yeah, so I'd go to, like, the kind of, like, this club in Sheffield, I can't even remember what it's called. And I'd go to the, like the floor, you know, and there was always like clubs of like levels. Yeah, yeah. So I'd always go to the like R and B level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there would be a lot of like Usher, Jay Z. Yeah. I love a bit of Usher. I love a bit of Usher. Dun, yeah. Dun, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to dance. <laughs> Did you have to put on an Australian accent when they asked to see your ID? I just usually did anyway. Yeah, like, I Give just. A blast. Like, I've already done it. I did. I did my mum's accent earlier. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> Come on. All right, and last but not least, Go on. What advice would you give your younger self? My younger self. Oh my god. Um. Don't take everything to heart and give yourself time. Like, I thought I had to have it all then. And I was, oh, I, I judged myself against everyone else. And if I didn't have what everyone else had, then I'd just, I'd feel like a failure. Whereas now I realised I just can't compare to my, myself to other people. Especially, you know, when I see, at the minute I'm like championing everyone because yeah. I realised that I'm not I'm not everyone's competition and they're not my competition. Yeah. Like there's enough room for everyone. But there was years of, you know, I wanted what every other band had and like like I was angry if they were successful. Uh or not angry, but just no, like confused. I know exactly what you confused mean. and yeah. like like I'm fucking pissed off with the world. Why did yeah, they get yeah, it and not yeah, me? And yeah. now I'm like like A, there's enough room for everyone. And B, you know, that our lives are meant for different things. Like I've my, you know, having kids has made the trajectory of my career a bit different because I've got a different time time scale, and and that's okay. I've worked out because that's you know I'm lucky in you know I'm lucky that I've got my children, and they make me work harder because without them I don't think I would have like like had the ambition. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I would have just fucking really? given up. Oh yeah. You think they like made the spark? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Having my baby really young was the best thing that's ever happened. At the time, it was the most terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. Like, I just met my boyfriend and I got pregnant at twenty. So, mm. uh, uh, but hundred percent that that was that that's that made my life. Mm. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's amazing. Yeah. Everyone always says something really like prolific and beautiful every time I ask this question it's nice it's nice because you can almost see them looking back and actually talking to their yeah. younger self of course like, well it makes hey, you think yeah you yeah. asking that made me go yeah. oh well, what is it but definitely yeah. yeah don't judge yourself against other people yeah don't compare I think everyone does do that though. 100% uh, I still do <laughs> yeah yeah well thank you so much cheers cheers thank you thanks I'm all about that girl movie right now. Oh my god, don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'll show you. I can... And there we go. Edie Langley, everyone, from Cruel Hearts Club. First of all, I want to say a massive thank you to Edie. There was a train strike on the day that we recorded this, and she had an absolute nightmare getting down to the studio, but she was a trooper. She made it down here, and maximum respect thank you so much I'm sure you all picked up I was swallowing razor blades during that episode I was very ill so apologies to Edie for having to listen to my horrible like ripped up vocal cords I'm making that sound way cooler than it actually was I had a sore throat I'm sorry anyway what with poor old Edie having to deal with the nightmare that was the train strike and me feeling rough we decided that the best thing to do during that episode was drink quite a lot of wine. I'm sure you heard a lot of glasses clinking and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, we drank quite a lot of wine, and you probably also picked up on the fact that I got drunk enough to freestyle the questions towards the end. So, unfortunately, 
we'll never get to know what Edie thinks is the greatest TV theme tune of all time. So yeah, apologies for that. Next time I see her, I'm going to ask her and I'll let you all know. Now during that episode, you would have heard tracks from Cruel Heart Club's fantastic back catalogue, which is available on all streaming platforms. So get involved right now. And just as a heads up, the Sting shows at the Palladium, they've been and gone as the show was obviously pre-recorded. But Cruel Hearts Club are currently on the road with Placebo. In fact, this Friday, they are playing in Margate, where at Edie's very own nightclub, Justine's, will be hosting the after-show party. So get your ass down to the Placebo gig, get there early enough to watch Cruel Hearts Club, and get yourself down to Justine's, have a margarita, and enjoy the after-show party. But anyway, that's enough for me again for another week. I want to say another big thank you to Edie for coming down and giving me her time. She was such a great guest. She's such a lovely person. And please check out Crawl's Heart Club because they are absolutely fantastic. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your week and whatever. I'll hopefully see you at the next one. Thank you again for tuning in to the Bad Before the Bad Before podcast. If you want to check us out on social media, you can find us at the Bad Before the Bad Before, both Facebook and Instagram. If you want to hit us up on email, hit us up at tbbtbbpodcast at gmail.com. Send me some hate mail. Send me some picture of Burt Reynolds in just his pants. I don't know. Just send me an email. <laughs> Somebody. Anyway, thanks again. See you at the next one. I hope.